That's right. We're back. Back here. Yes, for fertilizer, man. Four, we were just talking about four, that. Four fertilizer. That's right. <laughs> Thank you everyone for joining us again. YouTube.com slash salt of the streets. Make sure that I I tell you to like, subscribe, and comment on all the videos here. Share them with your friends. <clears throat> That's right. We also have our Instagram.com slash salt of the streets. Patreon.com slash salt of the streets. If you want to go there, help us go and make more and better content. It's wicked sweet. Facebook, fuck Facebook.com slash salt of the streets. Again, find all this information on our website, saltofthestreets.com. Even our, including our personal social media, I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. And Colin is at Big Bird Afi on both of those things. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch some gaming, go to Twitch, Lexi, Kaya on Twitch. Leggings and aprons if you want some cakes. Swap blended if you need a haircut in the local area. And location skate shop if you need a skateboard downtown Bremerton. Make sure when you, not make sure, but when you subscribe to the Patreon, when you become a patron, we have our book club live streams every Thursday, the review uh-huh. preview that comes out on the first day of the month. We have a newsletter that comes out on the last day of the month. We have clips every day on the Instagram and the YouTube. Woo! We have the beer shows that come out on Friday. Loads of content there. Go Loads ahead. of content. Help us make more and better content. Yeah. Better editing, better things. And don't forget, if you're interested, patreon.com slash salt the streets tonight, later on this evening, yes. part five of four of episode 123 of salt of the streets so if you want in on that in our extra segment it is a patreon exclusive so get over there right now and subscribe and with that excellent we have the grab bag this was a segment four of four it's grab bag time grab bag grab bag so okay um we're gonna do here got a couple of different topics going on and and it for any of you newcomers the grab bag is basically just the smaller topics that we find throughout the week that, you know, maybe don't quite qualify for their own full segment. But obviously, we're interested, so we're talking about it. Yes. So the first one that I have here is the child tax credit. Indeed. Um, this is something that I want to talk about just kind of in generality about the policy itself. Yes, because I, right? I want to ask you about this as well. Yes. Because obviously... A child tax credit requires the children, the children, right? Yes. And 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 as somebody that does not have children, yeah, I almost kind of feel discriminated against a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So I I really am interested. Um, so so I'm the very child excited. tax credit, uh, the way that it was initially is during COVID, you got payments, right? Of like twelve hundred dollars, I think, when the stimulus came out for it was the like kids. monthly or something, right? Um, well, well, I'm just, these are the stimulus payments for kids, and then, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then the child tax credit it was kind of morphed into the child tax credit, where they expanded the already expanded child tax credit. It was when I was a kid, it was $1,000. And then when I had a child the first time, it was $2,000. Under the Trump, Trump tax cuts, it was mm-hmm. expanded to $2,000. Yeah. After that... Almost like Trump did a bunch of good stuff for families like on the taxes. You know, happened, yeah. Yeah. Weird, know. Um, after that, the child tax credit was expanded, I think, to thirty-six or four grand, depending on how old your kid was. I think that's how what it worked mm-hmm. out to eventually. Um, and yeah, So you was, like, like when you do taxes, you got to tell them how old your kids are? They just know. You, you, oh, yeah, because I mean, they're, that's dependent. right. Yeah, that's so, right. Oh, my God. Okay. And you only get part of it throughout the year, and then the other uh-huh. part you get in a lump sum when you file your taxes. So I got $300 a month, um, and then I think it's like another 1800 credit when I file on taxes. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah, you know. so. I mean, I can't imagine how fucking expensive it is to be raising a kid. So, like, it totally, to me, I'm like. I mean, that seems like the least that yes. the government could do is cut, so, cut parents' break on taxes. 
just more bra- just more breakdown. It expired in January, and there, it was supposed to be part of the Build Back Better plan to continue it. I think forever, oh, or at least for the next okay. ten years, because Build Back Better fell apart. Yeah, obviously that never happened. Um, oh my gosh, what what is happening right now? So a friend of yours says Washington State ban magazines to hold more than ten rounds. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. We talked about that. Oh, thank you, Washington State, for the dirty politics. Where? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Here, what's the? What's the okay, here. There's room in Kentucky if you guys want to move. Hey, we go to Kentucky. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yee yee. I don't know anybody in Kentucky, but Kentucky. Oh, we can have Mitch McConnell. Doesn't he? Is he's a Kentucky right. dude? There you go. My, I actually have family from Kentucky. Oh so shit. There's that. My grandpa was oh. from Kentucky. Oh really? My grandpa Hobie. I wonder what the hunting situation Over is like money. in uh, Kentucky. He was one of 12, so I have quite a bit of family there. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> so, <since laughs> I, consider, there's a big, I had no idea you had a, a bunch of family in Kentucky. Yeah, a big I've known you for a long time, bro. This is yeah. new. <laughs> yeah, uh, Money. Hobart Money. Hobart Money. No. I swear to God, that's my mom's last name. Yeah, my mom's maiden name. Money. <laughs> you didn't know that? Kathy Money, what's up? Yeah. Uh, I had no idea. Okay. Sorry. Yes. That the, was a lot. Money, All, that was a lot really quick. The monies of Middlesbrough, Kentucky. <laughs> There's an explosive ginseng industry in Middlesbrough. Oh, yeah, oh that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> you know why? You know, but you know what taught me that? Red Dead Redemption 2. There you go. That that was part of like some of the forging stuff. You yeah, find yeah. jinxing and stuff. And I was, that led me down a rabbit hole one day. Then I was like, oh, my God, like America used to be like, fucking what's up with ginseng back in the Old West? What yes. happened to that? Yeah. but It's all in Kentucky now. Well, yeah, your family ran the whole thing, and they took a bunch yeah, of money. Yeah, exactly. Um, Who the has You money, bro. I know. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So go ahead. the child tax credit, right? When it happened, um, I've had a lot of discussions about this because a lot of the justification for the child tax credit was – that people couldn't afford to have children. You know, people can't afford yeah. to have kids right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, people shouldn't have to be choosing, you know, this over a child or blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't doubt or question that people who have children, most of them could use a little bit of extra cash, you know. Definitely. Who couldn't, you know? Yeah, I was able to put a little, a little bit of money away. I, you know, Jordan, was, we're having a second baby, so we used some of that money to help pay for the midwife. And um, the other part, we just, like, threw in a credit card, you know, because it's $300 a month, so it was, like, $100 on a credit card, $100 to the midwife, and the $100 to uh, just in the savings. So I had, like, a little mm-hmm. bit of money in the savings. Um, and... I enjoyed it, obviously, but I haven't gotten it for a few months. I've not, like, n- noticed that it was gone. Um, and that's not to say, like, I make so much money, I didn't mm-hmm. even notice it was gone. But we treated it as money that we didn't have before. We treated it as money that if it went away, we wouldn't miss it because we didn't have it before. And that's yeah, why. Don't rely on it. No, and that's why we didn't use it to, like, pay our truck payment, you know, or, like, pay a credit card payment. Yeah. It was additional money on a credit card that we paid every month. It was mm-hmm. additional money that on top of what we were saving for the midwife every month. Yeah. You know, the $300 a month on your credit card was not the only $300. It was right. like, I'm matching what I'm already right. paying. Right. So when it happened, I said and still say, I don't, this is a weird, maybe to some people, a Thanosian view. I don't think we should be incentivizing people to have poor children. I think there's too many people on the planet already. Thank That's you. my personal view. 
I don't think people should be incentivized to have children. If you can't afford to have a child, don't have a child. Word. I waited legitimately. You can Anyone can reach out to my wife and ask her. When she started talking to me about having a child, I said, I need to make at least X dollars per hour before we can have a child. Why? So because that's how much money I need to make per hour to feel comfortable being able to support you and a child at the same time. We waited till I made X amount of dollars per hour. Then we started having a baby. Mm-hmm. Crazy concept. I fucking know. I know it. You know that I had to wait until past time. I had to control myself and use protection with my wife for longer you're than like I a, wanted to. You're like a 60-year-old conservative it's so man weird. right now. It's so weird. <laughs> yes. It's so... so- how dare you think rationally and objectively about this situation far be it for me to impress my own values on anybody else i don't think that you should have a child and expect the government or society to take care of it for you or help you take care of it mm-hmm. i don't agree with that whenever so you're ready if that 300 dollars a month is going to make the difference then you shouldn't be having a child in my opinion you should wait yeah that's that's what i think yeah. you know there was there's a clip i want you to go to the youtube for breaking points and it was from their episode on the 21st of February. And February. Yeah, it was Crystal's breaking points for the 21st of February. And I have a clip that I want to play. Um, I'm trying to, like, learn how to jamie it up with one hand type. Yeah, yeah. And it's not – it's pretty dope. We can watch – it's, like, three minutes. So we can just watch the, the 21st. first three minutes. Yeah, the 21st of February. We can watch the first three minutes of her – if you go to the playlist, it'll be easier to find okay. probably – um, and then just go to the 21st. Oh, shit, that's dope. Yes. And it's her breaking That's a points. really, I, okay, there's a world out there, a micro world of really shitty YouTube playlists. Yes. And I like this. There's this is good. good. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, and so what this is, right, in the in the first part, it's a compilation of TikToks that I really don't agree with. And it's, it's a Chris, bunch of. It's how DC elites sacrifice kids yes. to. Okay. Yes, that's it. And it's a bunch of TikToks. And, you know, it's like, oh, it started as this. And all these people were talking about that they couldn't pay their bills and the tax credit. And they couldn't. I sympathize with that. I'm not I'm not a rich man. Okay. Mm-hmm. I live in a basement apartment. I'm not a rich man. Just so that there isn't any, you know, aristocratic blah, 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 blah Right. If you couldn't afford it before, you shouldn't be having fucking children. This $300 from the government shouldn't make the difference for you. I don't agree with that. Yeah. That's wrong. That is wrong. It means you put yourself in a bad spot. So the first part is TikToks that are people just talking about what a difference it makes. One woman that's like, oh, when it finally pays to be a single mom of three. What the fuck are you talking about? Again, far be it yeah, from what me does to that impress- fucking mean? Far be it for me to impress my views on anybody. Seems Maybe depressing. there is a separate issue other than your lack of money that you are a single mother of three. Again, let me let me underscore this, right? I was mm-hmm. raised by a single mother of two with Indeed. my grandmother. Do I question my mother's morals? No, I don't. She was divorced. Things happened. They didn't belong together. Is there is there unquestionably not with my mother? nothing wrong with there is there unquestionably something wrong with the situation that i am she is a single mother of two yes yes unvariably unquestionably there is a problem with single parents i don't care if the solution is two dudes two women a man and a woman i don't care two parents is better than one parent you're fucking up if you are at a position where you are a single mother of three a single parent of three i don't care if you're a man or a woman mm. You're a single parent of three. Seems you like are bad, fucking up. Yeah. That ain't, okay. Then it's not the way it's supposed to work. No. So, so 
that in mind. Let's watch the first three minutes of this clip. First three minutes. Yeah, okay. the first three minutes, and we'll be good. It's really after there's a clip at two minutes of of some politicians, and after that, then then we can cut it off. So, work. Let's do it. Damn, I hit the wrong button. Started. So I got my first child tax credit payment today, which means the government has officially paid me more child support than my baby daddy ever has. So TikTokers, they're posting about getting their first child tax credits, but this now is how it's going. The child tax credit, which was enacted with great hope and even some seeming bipartisan support, was left to die in the cradle, expiring in December and leaving our most vulnerable families without what had been a rare and precious lifeline. The predictable result? Millions of kids plunged into poverty over the span of a single month. Between December and January, nearly 4 million additional children were pushed into poverty. That represents a month-over-month increase of 41%. We should be horrified at our nation's callousness, how easily we're distracted by shiny objects of CRT debates or AstroTurf podcast controversies, that we barely notice when something so critical to millions of children is pulled. And this, of course, comes at a time when our kids have been subjected to so many burdens and so much trauma. We closed their schools. We forced them to mass for years. And now we pulled the financial support that kept a modicum of stability. It is truly shameful. And it's worth thinking about what the hell happened here. And when the policy was first enacted, Democrats announced it with great fanfare, highlighting the massive benefits it would provide to children and how it would help us catch up to our developed nation peers in terms of how we treat our kids. Today, today's the day that we say to the parents of America, help is on the way. In the end, that, oh. government's always about whose side are you on. Clearly, everybody up here is on the side of children, on the side of family, on the side of the future of this country. In the United States of America, where we have the moral obscenity Booker, man. of the highest child poverty you rates are- amongst our peer nations, we are finally doing something significantly to cut that rate of child poverty in half and ending the savage injustices that are heaped upon families. This is an incredible, historic day. They thought that the policy would become a new untouchable third rail program, something like... Okay. Well, that's certainly uh, interesting. So my first response to this, right? They obviously don't give a... They don't actually care about you because they weren't willing to pass the single expansion of just this. They don't actually care about you. So all of this posturing, this whole big press conference where they're all going to take turns talking, we're finally making a difference. We're finally doing something. There's no doubt. You just saw it. They raised millions of children out of poverty. There is no doubt. I am not, by saying I don't agree with the reasoning for this, saying I don't agree with it. I benefited from it. I did benefit from it. Mm. I was able to start a savings account that I've never had before. I have money in my savings. I was able to pay down. There's no doubt that it benefited people. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's a bad thing for people to have more money, especially if they have children, right? Don't think it's a bad thing at all. I don't think we should be incentivizing people to have more children. My solution would be 
quit taking so much of my fucking tax money when I have children to support. Don't give me more money. I don't want you to give me money. I want you to stop taking so much of my money. That's mm -hmm. the solution. Don't give me more. I don't need a government handout. I need you to stop taking out of my fucking pocket every week when I get paid. Yeah, because let's be real here. What what was what is or was the child tax credit? But a a discount on your taxes. That's what that is. That's what, it's it's a credit. It's, it's money the government is going to take from you one way to other, whether you like it or not. So here we're going to give you a five percent discount coupon for next year and next year. It's good for two years. And then, you know, well, maybe something else will happen. Yes. Surprise. And now now they want to roll back the Trump tax cuts, which mm -hmm. increased your child tax credit from 1000 to 2000 All this talk, corporatist bullshit, all of this stuff, you're going to lose money. Yep. They don't care about you. They will not expand the child tax credit. They will reduce it when they roll back the Trump tax cuts. Yep. They do not care about you. So if you're one of those people that essentially decided to uh... – in one aspect or another in your life, live off of coupons from the government. You're about to be in a world of hurt, and that was a bad decision. You made a horrible decision. You you, you fucked up. You That's should've. not. You should have known what this was. This is not a hand me out or hand me down. You know, this isn't. This is a temporary relief program. And I wish. I I wish I had more like faith in the american people that like more people would have done what you did essentially and then they and just not. been like hey you know what this 300 extra dollars in my in my bank account and we're gonna use that i owe i know credit card fucking debt i'm just gonna throw it at that i'm gonna hey i just bought a car i'm gonna throw it at that you know a smart investment versus a habit that you need to rely on and there's two different sets of people right there man so that's it's people are gonna be hurting and that's why they're calling for it again like we we yes. talked about it in uh yes. 204 i think today when we talked about the state of the union that's why they were talking about we're impoverishing children yeah well you fucked up you <laughs> you shouldn't you have designed up. it this way you yep. literally designed it this way yeah that if you didn't get another omnibus then it wasn't going to happen again you yeah. you literally made it this way and unfortunately because you recognize that and being like you guys were dumb and you fucked up but now they're they're in trouble Right, they're going to be in trouble when something comes around. It's like yeah. you feel bad, but now you're the asshole. You're just the asshole conservative who doesn't care about poor people's plight. Except people don't know you, like they don't know where you came from and that you, where you've come from, and like you know the you know the territory. Like it, it's a fucked up situation, man. Yeah, and like I said, I've had this conversation multiple times with people just talking shit about. When I have talked shit about the child tax credit, well, don't you have children? Yeah, yeah I, I, like, I do. Yeah. I, I don't have, disappreciate no, the, the I money. I absolutely benefit from it, and I appreciate it, yeah. But I think this was a fucking terrible idea. Yeah. I think this was a horrible goddamn idea to just take this enormous hit on our deficit to give people money. I think that's yeah. a terrible fucking idea. I don't think that your choices are not my responsibility. And I don't think that even though I benefited from it, my tax dollars should go to a program for you to get mm -hmm. money because you had children you maybe shouldn't have had. Yeah. And I don't, you know, oh, shouldn't have had children. I love my children. How could you say that? You fucked up. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't, I'm sorry if you, not you, but like you don't like that. I'm done mincing words on this type of stuff. You fucked up. You made a bad choice. And I'm, I'm not going to own that because I didn't do it. I waited. Oh, I yeah. waited until I made enough money to have a child. And then I waited until I had enough money mm -hmm. to have a second child. And I will say this too, like to add to that point, the more context, like you waited till you were ready when you decided that you wanted to have children. Yes. Like when you decided that's where I need to be. And then 
because there's people that do it. Well, accidents happen, Colin. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. I, I don't, don't care. I don't care. I. And I that's the funny care. thing is like, yeah, your first child was very planned. Yes, it was very planned. Like I remember that. It, it's a weird deal, especially because you are so young. Most people just assume one thing. But um, I was going to say, in this vein of thought, and because it's the grab baggy hour, I was hoping to slightly pivot off of that. If Let's hear you it. kind of okay, so child tax credit. I'm wondering because this uh, this um, perspective you have on the child tax credit and the danger behind it. If I am understanding what you were just explaining, was that you. You don't like it because people do grow reliant on it or they will fashion their lives around it and they don't they shouldn't do that. It's all it's going to do is yeah. hurt people in the end cuz it's well, not going to be there forever. It's not free money. Yeah. This is temporary and it's going to go away. Don't do this. People need to be able to figure their shit out. I also fear the long-term implications of just continuing to raise more and more people under governmental welfare programs quote unquote you yep. know yep, yep. Uh, like and it's not necessarily welfare yes. program but giving people money that i don't think the continuation of that is a good thing mm -hmm. for you to see oh well my parents got this much money yeah. when they had a kid and so they were able to do this the i didn't for a long time and i still don't necessarily buy into like the system incentive like what it would call like the um fuck it's okay don't worry about it like the welfare moms or whatever you know that like people yeah. having children to get the money i don't i for a long oh. time and i still don't necessarily who's gonna take care of all these buy, kids you buy that, that yeah. you know but I'm dating myself but the bigger that amount grows the more legitimacy that argument has okay. right when you start giving people mm -hmm. large and large and large sums of money and it's not just once a year you get another thousand dollars you know like that's yeah that's really kind of that's, a, that's illegitimate. Like a, it's very small, especially when Charles yeah. who makes fucking twenty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. If if once a year you get two thousand dollars, I don't really think that that's going to be like, oh, I got to have another kid so I can get another yeah. two grand once a year. Because you're talking what's, about what's two thousand divided by twelve? Not that much. But when you're talking about three hundred dollars every month or mm -hmm. six hundred dollars every month if you have two children, or now increasing that to maybe five hundred dollars a month for this amount of children you know uh for your children under this age or 300 for this age and and that's a difference and i'm again i'm not that's saying people are going to continue to pump out children to increase that money but i don't think it sets a good trend mm -hmm. for people to if that will make the difference that that 300 then they feel comfortable having a baby but it comes from the government i don't think that's a good thing i don't think that's if they're not ready yeah. they shouldn't be doing it you yeah. know I, the population growth concerns me. It, it really, really concerns me. I, I'm, okay. and, uh, you know, perfect. maybe that's like a silly thing, but it, it's that not concerns a silly thing. me. That the chain reaction it could have from the natural progression of population growth from people that are mm -hmm. naturally finding their way there to whatever population of people that $300 made the difference for. Now they're like, oh, well, fucking now we can have a kid. You know, that concerns me. Whatever jump that yeah. is, that concerns me. Especially because that's a, that's a massive jump in logic. There's already too many people. There's already yeah. too many people. We are running into different issues in the housing market. You know, I can't <laughs> buy a house now. And it's not because I don't have enough yeah. money. It's because the corporatists are fucking me out of being able to buy a house. Yeah. It's, it's not because I don't make enough money. There's no reason I shouldn't be able to buy a house with the amount of money that I make. There's no reason. Absolutely no reason other than involvement from hedge funds and corporations into the financial structure of fucking real estate that and government and the government's okay. In it. The the government, uh, you know, they all they do is make it worse. Of it. Yeah, I don't care. That's no, they are. They are 
they are more costly than the the corporate involvement. Yeah, we'll put it that way. Um, so this is perfect. That means that I've got you exactly where I wanted you as far as um, segueing. Let's do it. Um, you are in the right frame of mind for me to ask you this. Given that entire concept of what you were talking about regarding your, your feelings and your, you know, your passions around the child tax credit okay. and people's reliance on it, which makes it, you know, the, the relationship then from the government. It's been a long time since we talked about it, uh, essentially since the last presidential primaries from the Democrats. Um, universal basic income has as the, the concept of essentially just free money. Additionally, every month, like a monthly free money thing is more than, like you said before, a $2,000 credit once a year is like whatever. Who gives a fuck, right? Right. But cumulatively, because that's a thing. But when it, when it's sizable enough to make an impact to possibly change somebody's life trajectory, be like, oh, wait, we got an extra $300 from the government. We can have a kid now. That's a bad decision. Now, when it comes to universal basic income, what are your thoughts on UBI right now? I didn't think that it mattered because we talked about this before. And right? I was like, I yeah. think this is a good thing. Expansion of arts and blah, 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 blah. I didn't think it made that much of a difference until I saw the unemployment thing. And I'm not, that's definitely not the only issue. Well, but to say it wasn't yeah. an issue is a lie. It was definitely right. an issue. <laughs> to give people an extra $600 was a fucking bad idea and made a lot of people say, fuck that. I am not going to work. So. Right. And part of that, again, it's not the only issue because part of that is they worked shitty jobs before, like their company sucked. There's a whole lot of things. That Yo, fit fast that. food's still in a bad spot right now. But the money was definitely a part of it, right? <laughs> There's a lot of people that went back because their jobs weren't bad enough to, you know what I'm saying? Where, where but are those sad? Some of the jobs were bad enough that they wouldn't, like you said, fast food and stuff yeah. like that. But and there I, was new industries that came online too, yeah, like work from home not, careers. I did not think that a thousand dollars a month would make that big of a difference but it did until i saw the 600 <laughs> and then i was like okay oh fuck maybe it will <laughs> maybe it will make a big difference and maybe not necessarily for the better um because <laughs> word because yeah, what the, the automation what happen, thing that you know, i did that's crazy i wasn't sold on before as like automation will happen as a result of this i'm like no this is a way to combat automation no automation no. automation <laughs> yes yeah no that's not I don't know that it's a good idea. I don't anymore. think so either. <laughs> All right, that's definitely. It's like <laughs> now, especially. I'm like, wow, this is people. Like you give them a chance, man, and that that was a letdown. Yeah, that was good. a pretty big letdown. All the people now that are like, oh my god, what do you mean I have to like? What do you mean I have to pay my? I got to start paying student loans again. Yeah, words. Yes. That remember that was the thing before. Now we have to do that again. It's fucked up. Um, but it's like you get addicted to that. This is this is why. Oh, my God. This is a good example of like the old school Paul Ryan argument against like the um, what's the word, the term I'm looking for, the the reliance of the state, the uh, the welfare, the welfare state. Right. It's like, well, we just, you know, I I wasn't. A subscriber to the O'Reilly factor back in the day, you know, I had the mug, I had the whole nine yards. I that was my era of what was going on during that those Paul Ryan days and the fights against welfare and all this, and we need to make people more self reliant and all this stuff. I'm mean, like that. That's a really old. Like people don't make that argument anymore about these welfare programs. That once, once you start giving people money, you can't take it away. 
Yeah. This is the first time in a while that, like, the child tax credit and stuff, that's the first time in a while people have gotten a lot of extra money. Like, it, and a, it wasn't a lot, you know, 300 bucks a month or whatever, but you could do a lot with it. It's a very, it's a very, that's a sizable amount of money. It's not nothing, yes. right? It's not five bucks a month. This is 300 bucks a month, bro. Like, it ain't, it ain't going to cover your mortgage, <sighs> but you could definitely buy a new car. And that's not a good idea, obviously, but, like, you could. It's sizable. It's the first time we've actually been able to see that. Now imagine if it was a 1000 And yeah. then if they had to renege on it, like, guys, this was a really bad this is a really bad decision. Like, we just looked at the numbers. Like, we thought Social Security was going to go broke soon. We're all going to go broke, like, next year. We can't do this anymore. And yeah, the government giving people money is a bad idea. Yeah. Um, really bad idea. I, I didn't. I think I underestimated. Moral of the story. <laughs> the reliance that people would have on it. You know, mm -hmm. I just didn't think that people would really lean on it that bad. I didn't. I really didn't. I really thought that it, people would, which seems foolish now, you well, know, but I really yeah. thought more people would consider it, like I said, the way that I, not that I'm like, oh, I fucking did it so good, but mm -hmm. like, I thought more people would consider it the way that I did. Of, we should act like this money doesn't really exist, yeah. you know? Surprised yeah, there isn't like, more people who just put it in their savings account and just yeah. didn't fucking touch it at all. You know, I'm yeah. just going to wait until something happens. I'm not going to touch it because I didn't need it before and I don't need it now. But because yeah. I have a hard time. I have a hard time. And I'm not excluded from this. Okay. Thinking that if the three hundred dollars makes a difference between like make or break then there aren't other things that a lot of people could shift in their budget you know and i'm not yes. i'm not saying everyone nope. because nope. there are some people that nope. it will i'm not saying everyone and i'm not like, no i am not excluded from that if yep. i needed 300 extra bucks there's a lot of shit i could stop buying i fucking buy cartridges all the time you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying there there's a lot of shit i could cut out to you buy a lot of what all the time cartridges oh word. like weed cartridges yeah. you know so I, yeah i spend yeah, money on two things beers and beer, shit you know beer yeah. and weed it's a lot of shit that i could mm -hmm. not a lot of and stuff, studio there's, equipment there's stuff that i could not buy mm -hmm. if i needed that money to make the difference yeah you know right now i afford myself the luxury to buy those things because i'm not in that position yeah i know it's a standard of living question i've also seen people on unemployment who are also purchasing weed yeah. you know what i'm saying I'm. I also. I'm not gonna sit there and fucking shit on that person because it's none of my business. You know. We, dude. The government has told us weed is an, ins, an an essential industry with essential workers. You need to be able to buy weed if you live enough at EBT. So there's a problem. You know what I'm yes. saying? There's obviously a problem. You know, and yeah. I don't know. You can't make anybody be responsible mm -hmm. with money. You know. To push back, and that's slightly. unfortunately one of the good things about EBT and shit like that is you yes. can only spend it at the grocery store. You exactly. can't buy alcohol with it. You exactly. can't buy cannabis with it. You can't buy things pre-cooked food with it. Yeah. Things that things in the welfare state that exist that actually do good make it really hard to argue against the welfare state because essentially when you're argue, when somebody like you or I who can understand and appreciate the welfare state, right, and you know. Because when we're talking about UBI, this, which I originally asked you about, right? Um, what we're really talking about is a form of welfare. 
It's a form of government-assisted living, right? That's what this is all about. We just disguise it all now in a various plethora and schmegma. Oh, that's a bad word. Caroline's going to get angry at me. I'm sorry, because that's a real word that actually means things. It's yes. really gross and nasty. Yes. I can't believe you just said that on our show. <laughs> Are you serious? I didn't know that was a thing. Anyways, moving on. Just dripping all over the <laughs> Don't do that. What? <laughs> Anyways. I lost my point. Jeez, that really threw me off. The, all the different terms. All the different terms. Nope. Uh, UBI, government assistance, blah, blah, blah. It all adds up to the same thing, right? Which essentially becomes this, this inability in a lot of people to make good decisions. And that's what makes that conversation hard, talking about UBI, talking about this, because there are good examples of good programs that do good things that actually work. And a lot of it is really about, like, corruption and, like, bloated bureaucracy and all this shit, which is because that's what government is. It's just a really, really expensive human machine to get things done. That's what a bureaucracy is. Right. It's very expensive and it's very inefficient, but it works, essentially, kind of, sort of. We don't need that, but that's something you, you pay for. Yeah. So, anyways, I, yeah, it was a. I think the overall interest in the conversation of UBI as a whole now, especially after COVID, like I, I it was real big before COVID, right? Because we'd come off the presidential and election right, and yeah. Andrew Yang and all this stuff. But like, then it just dipped right after there was like some form of government assisted living that had to really. That had a good impact on people's lives, not a good outcome. And so, so now there's, a, I wonder how many more people now would be even semi interested in that working out. I feel like it's just gone now. Should take a national poll to see what happens. We should. I feel like every now and again, like there's these little things. Is Andrew Yang has started, he's got this weird like political wing thing going on. It's like the free, uh, what is it, the Freedom Party? I want to say something like that. He's freedom Caucus? The Freedom No, not the Freedom Caucus, but like Andrew Yang is like a, some kind of weird little niche niche political okay. movement going on, particularly in New York after his run for like governor and shit that didn't work out. But I feel like he's he might we need to like watch out for what he's going to be doing in the midterms. He might be cooking something up. Like Andrew Yang is not a politician. Why is he still running for office? Mm. You know, why is he still doing that? But um I wonder if the his old platform used to be UBI. I, I don't know if anybody's got that stomach for that conversation anymore. That might just be a thing of the past. And I think that yeah. I mean, um, do you think the child tax credit is going to be around again? You think people still want it? Are they going to be using? That's going to be a midterm thing. People definitely still want it. You they know, definitely still want it. Uh, Why? Well, I, I know the people still want it. The citizens still want it. I don't think the people. It, bro. I don't think anybody in Congress ever wanted it. Um. Well, I guess I can't say that. Want it as a campaign item, I'm sorry. Right, maybe. right, as a campaign item, not you know, for themselves. Yeah. Um, I, it's tough to say whether or not I think it'll ever be back. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't know about that. I'm it not didn't work out so well when we actually had to try it. I'm not convinced that it will be back. You know, there's always going to be those people who are like, well, yeah, you know, we gave everybody like a few hundred dollars. Between all the systems during COVID, you know, you had unemployment insurance right. from the federal aspect plus the states plus you had like all these different ways to get money if you were if you didn't have a job you can get 
there was a there's a reason nobody fucking went to work when everybody yeah. had to, right? There's a reason we're we're still negative millions of jobs. I I will say mm-hmm. that I think if it comes back, it it will be quote unquote permanent. Like it won't and it'll be, be exponentially t- more. It'll be written into the tax code, something they'll have to repeal as a as a change in the tax code as opposed to a piece of legislation that says for a program for X amount of years. I think that will just be the permanent quote unquote, like I said, because it can be changed at any time as we've seen by Donald Trump and all these things. But I think it will be written in the tax code and not a piece of legislation itself. That's what I think. It'll be a A separate program. A decentralized version of a, something that when culminated together might be able to be called ubi yeah and right like, and likely more because yeah it'll it will, definitely do more you could you could call it like a children's ubi you know certainly yeah. it will be that because i think it'll definitely be more if it's introduced in the tax system as opposed to a separate program that's supplemental to the tax system yeah if it becomes a new legitimate tax credit mm-hmm. i think it'll be much more yeah because um, well, when you think about it what's the one thing that the government it's kind of within their the federal government's lane is like through taxes they that's the easiest way for them to to work and manipulate society because they run it all it's all directly run by them it's one of the few things that they do run over like states they don't have to go through anybody right everybody got to pay the fed taxes so they can just dictate what it is so it makes it easier and more reliable so that's potentially yeah without otherwise you'd have to have some kind of new agency with a new program blah 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 and if you just do it hey man everybody gets if you have this kid, if you have one kid, you get X amount of dollars, two right. kids, blah, blah, blah. If you don't have any kids, then there's this, because there still is the standard tax deduction. Yeah. And this one was even separated by age, too. Um, under six and over six were different denominations of money. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, how much you got per month and how much, because it was it was a total amount broken up. So how much you got per month was dictated by how old your child was, too. So I think it was like two Do older f- kids get more money younger kids got more money because okay. diapers and things like that oh diapers, yeah, formula, yeah shit like that yeah so the older they get the earlier they can start working it wasn't like a ton less um like i think it was maybe 250 a month instead of 300 a month and so i'm not oh, yeah. sure what the total overall number was i think maybe three thousand and thirty six hundred. i think is what it was so Damn. yeah that's and so not bad dude a certain amount broken up over per month and then the rest mm-hmm. of it as a lump sum during your tax credit Okay. So, and that's how it was like when we filed our taxes last time because there was whatever bill it was at that point that was an increased tax deduction and so mm-hmm. we got a fucking fatty piece in our in our last taxes too yeah i just got my i just now got my tax stuff back from my business so i now i can officially yeah. file taxes and no, I'm last time i did taxes uh, i bought fucking ammunition all the money i got from the government the last time what do you get money from the government oh yeah don't open a business yeah you, you just wait buddy the you just wait times, <laughs> the only thing i spent my government money on was mm-hmm. ammunition and paying off my debt separating myself from the financial system and purchasing ammunition that's so those funny. are the only two things that any of my stimulus money went to at all that's you know what? Money and that's a fantastic bullets investment. Yeah, that's it. I'm glad I got to pay for part of your your bullets and shit. It. That's how you know, I, I was here my for own it. Tax <laughs> you know, I'm definitely gonna do it. Oh my god. Oh, okay, so um, if we could segue to something that I know is in our our four of four segment. Yep. Um, how do you feel about maybe talking me through a little bit of this pro act? Tell me a little bit about the pro act. Yes. I know that's in there. Okay. Do you feel good so about let me that? Pull up this. Um... 
I don't want to like front load yours. Nope, no, 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 no. This is a so this is a document that I pulled, and this is from edlabor.house.gov, and so this is just a a PDF from. Hang on, let me process this. Yep. So, Ed Labor is it Ed dot Labor? Nope. Ed okay, labor, Ed labor. Like education on labor, I believe. Education on labor. I think. Okay. Doc so this... government slash IMO slash media slash okay. document. So this is a document they released to the media okay. about the PRO Act. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. I was going to say, so, how many agencies did this run through? And oh, it sounds like only I'll, really one. Yeah, here, I'll send it to you. I'm very um, interested. Copy. I love Signal. government alphabet soup agency memos that change everybody's world, especially when you think about it. Yes. The people that run uh, that. And it's from the House, so. Oh, it's from the house. Hot Edlabor.house.gov. Oh, perfect. So it's from the house. This is a document. So I'll read from here. Hot dog. Um, let's see. The American economy is not working for most Americans. While corporations and the wealthy continue to capture the rewards of a growing economy, working families and middle-class Americans are being left behind. From 1980 to 2017, average incomes for the bottom 90% of households increased just 1.1%, while average incomes for the wealthiest 1% increased more than 184%. So Can go I pause down. you for a second? Yes, sir. Um, this is from the House, right? Yes. They're talking about themselves. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. I just wanted to make that point because it's it's true. The people who wrote this are, in fact, in that 1%. Yes. Just so you guys know. Yes. Um, yeah. So the equality, inequality is not natural. And we'll go into the Protecting the Right to Organize Act, which is P-R-O Act, protects the basic right to join a union by, number one, Introducing meaningful and forceful enforceable penalties for companies and executives that violate workers' rights. Two, expanding workers' collective bargaining rights and closing loopholes that corporations use to exploit workers. And three, strengthening workers' access to fair union elections and require corporations to respect the results. Is, Introducing, this, is yes. this supposed to be selling the concept to me? Yes. Okay. Um, introducing meaningful and forceful penalties for companies that violate workers' rights. Authorizes meaningful penalties for companies and executives for violating workers' rights. The bill authorizes the National Labor Relations Board, NLRB, to assess monetary penalties for each violation in which a worker is wrongfully terminated or serious suffers serious economic harm. What? The bill also permits the board to impose personal liability on corporate directors and officers who participate in violations of workers' rights or have knowledge of and fail to prevent such violations. That, to me, sounds like it's going to cause a lot of, like, corporate shielding people using a lot of very coded language and very <laughs> vague conversations about certain employees so that no one can be tied to the firing of a certain employee is what it sounds like this um, is fucking terrifying streamlines access to justice for workers who suffer retaliation for exercising their rights rather yeah. than ending a long period of unemployment waiting for their case to be heard the bill requires the nlrb to immediately seek an injunction to reinstate the employee while their case is pending so if you got fired and you're part of a union, they're going to get your job back while you're waiting to have a hearing about why you lost your job. Um, <laughs> authorizes a private right of action for violations of workers' rights. The bill allows workers to seek justice in court when employers unlawfully interfere with their rights or retaliate against them for exercising their rights. My concern there is it's extremely difficult to prove what someone's intent was, whether they're a corporation yeah. or an individual. It's, it's extremely difficult to... Especially because most of the people, um, I don't want to say most, a lot of states are, you have to have a reason to fire somebody. You can't just do it, yeah. you know? So they are, even if they have to do some digging into your files and figure something out, you know, 
they find something that you should have they find a way to show that you're not a perfect employee you know mm-hmm. so like i from a business owner like how do you, unemployment how do you think unemployment works like do you think the state doesn't ask your old employer whether you were fired for cause or not right like that's like a thing or if you quit if you quit your job you can't file for unemployment that's you have right to be fired from your job because when you file for unemployment they're going to ask your your last employer what happened yeah because you can't just hey i want free money I, i'm not working right now yes expanding workers collective bargaining rights and closing loopholes that corporations use to exploit rights um let's see closing loopholes the bill prevents employers from misclassifying their employees and prevents workers from being denied remedies due to their immigration status it also sets a joint employer standard that ensures employees across the country have the right to collectively bargain with all of the companies that control the terms and conditions of their employment. What that says is that even if you're an illegal immigrant, you're still able to be part of the union. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're part what does of a that union, mean? That's what that means. And if you're part of a union and you work for a countrywide employer, you're able to collectively bargain with all of the companies that control the terms and conditions of their employment. So anybody who pays into that, you're able to collectively bargain with. That's a yep. multi-tiered collective bargaining agreement. Yes. And collective. Okay, I, so let's hold what, on before we continue. Yes. Collective bargaining agreement is when you have a union, you have union representatives, and they get together with also the company that your union works for, and the representatives from the union and the board of the company collective collectively decide on terms of the contracts for the union, which would include your wages, your benefits, your hours, schedule, things like that. That is a collective bargaining agreement. Mm-hmm. So when I say multi-tiered collective bargaining agreement, you're talking about not collectively bargaining with one company, collectively bargaining with multiple companies whose money in some way goes into your bank account. Mm-hmm. Just remember, as, as part of a union, you're not – you don't actually go work for the companies that you work for. You work for the union that has that, that out run through yes. the union. If you're a unionized shop that works for a company, you don't work for the company. You work for the union. Yeah. And union gets to dictate what you can and can't do as far as your your actually daily labor is concerned. So you really have you have very little control over your workers' rights when you sign them over to a union. Strengthening so. workers' access to fair union elections and requiring corporations to respect the results. Preventing employers from interfering with the elections. This bill prohibits employers from requiring workers to attend meetings designed to persuade them against voting in favor of a union. If a violation takes place or the employer otherwise interferes with the union representation election, the NLRB will be empowered to issue an order that requires the employer to bargain with the union. The bill also prevents employers from interfering in representation cases, which is against which exists to determine workers' free choice, not corporations' preference about how their employees should exercise protected rights. Furthermore, the bill permits the employees to vote off their employer's premises in a neutral, non-coercive environment of their choosing. So this portion of it, right, is probably the portion I have the least issue with because mm-hmm. even just as as recent as, like, Amazon, I think, in Alabama, they were fucking with, they got legislation street passed to, to shorten the streetlights. So there's... There's it's not no the only doubt. state, by the way. This is what I have here, right? So while anecdotal, my own employment is proof that a union is not necessary to have a solid, well-paying job, right? You don't have to be in a union. I have, my mm. company's excellent. If I were to unionize, I probably would have a worse environment if we were working in a union for Benick. Can, can confirm. It would be bad. Manufacturers right? unions are and that's not taking to advantage say, of. I'm going to continue. That being said, I think we can 
recognize that sometimes when companies get too big, they can lose sight on how important their employees are. And that hap and when that happens, employees need the ability to defend their own interest. Yes. Right? There are and is and remains to be and probably will forever be a role of unions in America. Right. I actually fought one for one when we were talking about the Amazon employees for that particular yes. situation. Like I, I found myself for the first time in my life. I a lot of problems with the PRO Act here, by the way, as we go through it, which we'll get into, I'm sure. But uh, fundamentally, though, when there is a when there's need, man, I don't have a problem with the union. Yeah. But n this is crazy. The Amazon worker thing, like I not that long ago, I still remember I still supported their act and I still support right. their idea to be in a union. And I believe in the freedom to, of affiliation. So 100%. I believe in your right to create a group in which you decide all together, collectively bargain with that company yeah. as your employees. This is yep. what we're willing to wait, what we're willing to, to work for. Yep. And if that company says, fuck you, I'm going to hire somebody else. I believe they also have that right. It's a little bit shitty. It is what it is. It's relationships and whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I believe both things are true. You know, when unions first came around in America, I just I just watched a documentary with them last month about unions in southern West Virginia, coal mining unions, right? Oh, With man. Coal towns, people literally being murdered in their homes. Like, horrible, horrible. Those people deserve the right Word. to collectively bargain to not be murdered in their homes for wanting to work for more than 10 cents an hour. Yeah. Y you deserve that right. I believe in that. I would defend <laughs> that, right? I, I believe in that. <laughs> so hard, you, yes. So we're not anti-union, right? However, again... Come I, on. too, think the political sway of unions is disgusting. We have seen the way they can shift policy even during a pandemic. Labor unions should not be affecting pandemic health and safety policy, right? That lends to the danger that unions present when they are allowed to grow too big. We've, the perfect example is the teachers union, right? Mm -hmm. Able to literally shift policy on what schools are going to do, yeah. where there are now studies of the negative effects that it had on your children, Looking at you now, audience, the negative effects it had on your children. The teachers' union is why that happened. And they I, collectively bargained against you and against your children for their own protection, their own safety, their own money. They bargained against you. Just as Colin has pointed out before, public sector unions. Bad news. People being, to collect, being able to collectively bargain against the taxpayer to bargain against mm -hmm. your money, their own money, to take your money, it's not good, right? Private sector union. Incestual. All the way. One might say. All the way. Amazon shit like this. We've talked about it, you know? You yeah. should not be able to... It is dark to have a hiring policy or a occupational policy in which your intent is to have people only work there for three years and recycle them so you don't need to pay them more money. That's fucking dark. That is dark. very dark. You are actively perpetrating people only making a certain amount of money. And it That's definitely dark. controls the bottom line, though. It's dark. Yeah. Right? Those people deserve the right to collectively bargain in favor of their own interests. Right? I don't know about all this shit here. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, I don't think that the corporations need to be involved in the elections. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing for them to be held in neutral ground and not on the grounds themselves. Yeah. I do think it's ridiculous that it would stop the corporations from holding their own meetings. Yeah. If you should... Now, does this only apply to...
corporate businesses, or is this just to any group of individuals that wants to form a union? It says corporations, so I would imagine okay. it's only corporations. Yeah, and see, that's the kind of the fucked up part on my end, is that when it comes to the corporate side of things and corporate unionization, I almost kind of don't care in in a certain aspect, mostly because if you're the type of corporation that is large enough and this one to says have companies. made that's companies this one says companies that violate yeah. workers rights i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you but. well because and that's generally how i would i would kind of take this at initially i, I was i'm very offended at this the prospect that this could become law because essentially that that gives every single business owner in throughout america less control of their own business yeah. at some point once they grow to a certain point, they will no longer be fully in control of their own business. Like this caps the level of control a single business owner can have on their own capitalistic enterprise. And that's without the ability, legal ability for someone else to come say, come and say, have say in how you run your own company, yeah. right? If, if you're a company that runs at a certain just one guy, you know, one guy's the boss. He started the whole thing. It just exponentially grows. Bing, bang, boom. He's still the CEO. He's the number one boss man. All of his workers decided to unionize, you know, like does it's still his company. I mean, what's, what's wrong with that? Why can't the people just not work there? Yeah, that's, 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 that would be the danger I would see you run into. So that's, it, that's what worries me about the unionization effort in this one it's like where where's the cap man like i i feel good about it with corporations giant corporations right. like walmart i want those employees to fucking ruin that company and run it into the ground yeah that works for me if they want to commit you know economic harikari by by doing that and giving them that kind of power more power to them go to town i don't want you around anyways but not mine and not i think me, man one of my big one of my biggest issues with it is the perpetration of the idea that you have to have a, a union job to have a good job like if you don't have a union yeah. you're not being well supported your company's fucking you over and yeah. i just don't think that that's true and i think that's a bad it's not true it's but a bad message to give to people that it you is have you need a union if you're going to have a fair job and that's you know why true. that exists though what, like because this is coming from politicians and things right right it's the political influence it's because yeah. the only thing when they say i created jobs right and i'm not I'm not trying to like, no, no, man, you know, mansplain to you, but, uh, you know, for informative means, like the idea is you get enough people to buy into this concept. And then how do I put it? Oh my God. I just had the point. I just lost the point. Sorry. Anyways, what were we talking about? Shit. <sighs> I had the point, and then all of a sudden, I was lost it, and I was like, "Oh my yeah. god, I the just, I just pro act unions. Pro -act unions. You don't you have can't to have get a people union job to have a good job." But that's how the government. Sorry. Yeah. Thank nope. you. Um, that's how they measure. Like, we made this many jobs. Right. And blah, blah, blah. It's because the unions are supported through lobbyists and through direct direct relations with private industry to create, you know, through the union to create jobs. When most government construction jobs or you know government uh, projects that you know company private companies can bid on and do work for they're 
they always go to union companies, union right? Yeah. That's how that union works. Companies. And so, yeah, basically every time a government creates a job means they spend taxpayer money to create a problem for a company to do a thing. Yeah. You know, and that company is going to be run and we'll just say nine times out of ten, that company is going to be a union company, right? And let's put it this way. For my personal business, right, in the engineering world, like I can't, I could not afford to work a union job and pay my guys the the salary the union would require it's called prevailing wage yeah so like i couldn't participate that in because that's what the union guys make right i can't afford that like that's i work with the rest of the plebs i don't work with the government like those companies can afford that because the government pays those dollars yeah. because they have this incestuous relationship between the unions that's the aspect i don't like <clears throat> and it costs the more and it doesn't happen right away. I should say that, right? It's not unions in general, which is why I side with like the, the Amazon thing. Unions can be okay in small groups, right? But when it's just like anything, the more power they get, the more power they crave, the, the more get higher. Exactly. The more corruption builds. Yes. And then that's where we that's where we end up with the teachers unions. Like the multiple teachers union. It's not just one. That's kind of the problem. It's kind of like the uh the old four meat packing plants right. Biden talks about. There's right. like three there's two or three major teachers unions that control vast majority of the the states in the United States' as education right. programs, right? And there's like two or three lobbyists there that make shit ton of money that do real big favors and form incestuous relationships between teachers unions and politicians and that's how we end up there and this just the pro act to me seems like that is just you're just like welcoming more and more people into that club more and yeah. more corruption all around but only for a select few and the union they're essentially big companies you yeah. know with yeah. like that's enormous, why I said you work for the union tax breaks and government contracts yep. you know that's really all that mm -hmm. that that is yeah. Especially like we talk when you're talking about a public sector union that is collectively bargaining against the against the, the people, your neighbors, man. Yeah, it's word <laughs> to try and take more tax dollars to put in to submit a bloated bid yeah. that will then be turned back to the heads of those unions. Yeah, and you can't make the that argument could. they'll pull it from like the defense budget. Like, it's not going to come from somewhere else. It's going to come in the form of new taxes. Yeah. That's what it's going to come in the form of. Yeah. That's Unless how that works. Unless it is works. a defense contract. Yeah. Yeah. That's all, like, the statewide, at least on the state level, they have to, like, form an initiative to do stuff like that <laughs> and then increase the the wages of their, their, you know, the public sector unions. Like, you actually, we vote on that every single voting cycle. There's always something from, like, EMS and firefighting or police or schools, right? It's all those public funding guys that need cola increases we're always voting for more or less money in the schools in the fire departments and the police but on the federal level that's that's the unions yeah public sector unions anyways um so the on the other side of that we have this bill that was introduced by marco rubio right and yes. i sent you this article is from the people's policy project so you know that it's not even not going to be necessarily in favor uh, <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds kind of, of the of people's Rubio anything though. tells yeah. me like communist what? In 1992, the Teamsters brought an unfair labor practice charge against a company called Electromation. The charge alleged that Electromation's five employee action committees were employer-dominated labor organizations that existed, the existence of which violates Section 8A2 of the National Labor Relations Act. 
Whoa. The resulting NLRB case became a major event in the world of labor and labor law, and many organizations filed briefs trying to influence the agency's decision. It was so big that the New York Times published three articles about it and included a note that in its papers, Business Digest. Digest. What actually happened is the end, skipping a paragraph. What actually happened is the NLRB ruled that the exclamations action committees were employer dominated labor organizations, but also made it clear that not, not all employee participation programs are illegal. Company run employee organizations that made specific proposals on things related to conditions of work or other subjects of bargaining covered by the NLRA are not allowed. But anything short of that, including organizations that serve brainstorming, communication, or suggestion box roles, were still allowed. Despite the uneventful outcome of the case, overturning electromation and protecting employer participation programs became somewhat of a cause for the Republican Party in the mid-1990s. This cause culminated in the teamwork for, employer, for Employees and Managers Act of 1995, which passed the Congress for, only to be vetoed by President Clinton. So. Wow. The main difference, okay? And so it says, given this background, it was strange when last week Senators Marco Rubio and Jim Banks revived the mid-90s bill introduced by Teamwork for Employees and Managers Act of 2022. The 1995 Team Act was at least nominally aiming to solve a specific legal problem caused by a recent NLRB decision. But we know now that this decision did not actually create the problem the Team Act claimed to solve. Employee participation programs were not made illegal by exclamation, and they continue to be used quite extensively by companies across the country. There are limits to what they can do, but brainstorming, communication information, and suggestion boxing, all allowed by Electromation and its successors, already allow companies to glean pretty much anything they might want to glean out of this organization. The main difference between the 2022 Team Act and the 1995 Team Act is that the new one allows employees, employee involvement organizations, EIOs, at very large companies to elect a representative that will observe corporate board meetings. I guess this is some kind of gesture towards the ideas of co-determination, but in real co-determination, the worker representative is an actual voting member of the corporate board, not a non-voting observer. Also, in real co-determination, the companies are required to have worker board members. Under the Team Act, companies can get to decide whether to set up an EIO up and make it rid of it whenever they like. So, this is a wait. This is coming from Marco Rubio. Yes. Huh. So what that says, right, essentially what the bill does is as opposed to a union, the yeah. corporation is allowed to allow the employees to set up their own non-union, which is a group. And in that group, they can elect a member of the board or the board of representatives that will yeah. be a, non a non-voting member, but they are there to represent the employees. They will be able to observe and do – so this article – runs under the assumption that that non-voting member will essentially be shoved in a corner completely ignored by the rest of the board. Yeah. Which I'm sure in some instances that will be the case. I am yeah. hard-pressed to believe that in all instances that non-voting board member will not be spoken to, won't be asked what they think, won't be asked what the employees think, won't be asked what they're there to talk about. Yeah, no. I think in most companies, especially in fucking Wokistan America 2022, yes. that non-voting member would be asked all of those things. What do you guys think? What is on your mind? What are yeah. you hearing about? This is what we're doing. What do you think the employees would think about this? Yeah. You know? Yeah, that would be that would not be a bad deal. Like I literally like I I have a board. It's no like it's I, no, I go to board meetings. Yeah. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to envision this for myself on this small scale that I can well, conceive Wallace of. You know, gets to, gets to that's what I'm saying and, and represent that's the, the deal of the employees. And, and so that I don't. It's not a replacement, especially for a because union, I don't. But, 
It's not, right? But when you really actually think about it, there are consequences to that. Like, the company will not run the same exact way. No. Right? There are decisions made at certain levels that certain people might have opinions about that at the end of the day, when it comes to an employee-employer relationship, they don't need to know. Like, that's the deal. Yeah. Like, I don't really... I don't really care. They don't need to know about this aspect of things, you know, things or whatever. It's 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 kind of like it's almost like privacy, right? This that's what that is. I mean, when you really think about it, like why should your employees necessarily have a say in how you run your company? If you're not a deadbeat fucking boss, you know, and you're actually interested in the success of your company, you'll listen to your employees when they have things to say. Yeah. Right? Mind you, there comes a certain size and a certain business path where, especially in the corporate world, things are things are happening at scale where you can't, you don't know what your employees are doing. There's ten thousand employees. How the fuck right. do you know what you're doing? Well, they don't. You don't. You don't know. You don't care. Even at Benick, there's only forty plus employees there. Tim and Dan don't know everything that happens there. No. That, so, oh so God, I, no. So man. I think that this this Team Act 2022 would to me seemed as a good intermediary mm -hmm. for smaller medium companies they don't necessarily need a union because yeah. their employees are not being fucked over on pay or benefits but maybe there are some things that are happening at a lower level that the bosses don't see mm -hmm. that could be improved so i see this as way more of like social issues being fixed you know the way that problems are solved i can see yeah. where a lot of interpersonal issues were like as an employee i can see where there are things that happen the bosses do not see and it could benefit even us at Bennick, if yeah. there was a board to have someone there to say, so this type of shit is being talked about. Word. Whether or not you guys see this or this is really what's happening, this is what yeah. the general consensus <laughs> is, you know? Yes. And it would be good if this was dealt with. Yeah. So, you know? That's, my... I can see, the benefit that I can see of the yeah. Team Act of 2022. Yeah. And if that board member, the non revenue board member, was ignored, then they can go back to the employees and say, they literally don't want to listen to anything I have to say. Let's fucking form a union. It's time to go. Fuck this. This is not working. This yeah. non-voting board member bullshit yeah, is not good enough because they don't give a fuck about us. That's, that's very true. Like the, the concept of what happens if, you know, if that non-voting board member gets on there and doesn't like what they have to say and the rabble rouse, you know, the people do, then I don't, I wonder sometimes at, at people's decisions to, when, where some people draw the line and say, fuck this, I'm not working any, here anymore, I'm going someplace else. I know that I can get, I might take a slight pay cut or whatever it is, but I'm going to go someplace that appreciates my labor and my time and what I'm doing, and they're going to pay me a decent wage, and they're not going to treat me like shit. Yeah. Right? Compared to, I, I am not going to, or I cannot find another situation in which my employment and my specialty or whatever it is, the exchange of goods and services that I'm offering with this company, I can't go get that somewhere else. So for some reason, this is, you have to give this to me. So we're forming a union. So without this, we quit. And I say, okay, cool. The hiring start tomorrow. There's a fine line between like, because how do you judge the corruption and not even right. because the union the unionization, the, the, the rabble rouser of the non-voting member on the board, it still creates the union. They just don't have any teeth. 
That's my issue with that, right? Versus you got a problem with your employer, you bring it up to your supervisor, and if they can't solve it, you fucking leave. You, I mean, you have, but it's that's why that's simple. It's not that it's simple. So I understand that. And you're going to understand very, very soon here in a week or two, whatever. It's not, I, it's not as it's, it is definitely not as simple as that. It's not as easy as go get another job. Well, what do you mean? Sometimes that's just not it, whether you own a company or you just work for a company. Right. It doesn't matter because you are it. Everybody knows it's not black and white like that. Right. But it, it, and that's the problem. That's where the difficult, that's where the gray area is because there's a right and a wrong. And then there's like a ethically correct or, or fundamentally right. And then there's like, well, yeah, but sometimes people are just being dicks and don't pay people what they should be getting paid, right. you know? And both, and there's too many of those situations that go either way. Yeah, both this, entities could be corrupt. I should say. Certainly, certainly. And this, yeah. to me, the Team Act seems like almost like it leaves a little more room for human involvement, like genuine human involvement. Yeah, it's like forced for, care on yes, companies. Yes, you, and it's, you it's have almost, to listen to these people now. They are an entity that you have to contend with. They may not have any teeth, but just because they're them, not they good, will grow yeah, teeth, just because you know? they can't form a union and file a lawsuit doesn't mean that they can't make life at running your business fucking impossible right they could totally do that shit that's a good point I, yeah. I like that i like that i'm a I, little bit more i'm a little warmer to this now yeah and like i said i think the team act the way that it sits with me now would have more would make a larger difference in like interpersonal issues mm -hmm. if things are being handled in not quite such a good way or there's maybe an unhealthy culture that's developed in the employees you definitely know, yeah. this this would be a good way to deal with that you know to... yeah because just throwing more power to the unions which essentially are supposed to do the same thing right but there's not that well, many unions people... throwing that amount of power and money and support to the unions aren't going to fix the problem that actual employees of like medium-sized companies have versus the team act right would and some people don't feel comfortable going to their boss about something you know mm -hmm. so yeah we can even use myself as an example right if yeah. i was going to try and talk to someone about the culture in a different department you know i don't yeah. necessarily for why why what reason do i have to be discussing the culture in another department yeah. sovereignty because, is very important to you. you know what i'm saying i have to a large point i have issue with the culture of the company and i don't want to work somewhere where these type of things are permitted you know mm -hmm. in reality is it my business that that's the culture of the different department not necessarily but you know what i'm saying yeah. so it that's where i think like it affects things, you but is it I really could, my say and instead of going to my boss i could go to that member of the board and be like listen i just have some concern about the way this is happening i feel like maybe they could be more involved or less involved or something like that would be good you know mm -hmm. it's more there's less pressure on that discussion as an employee than if you're approaching your boss because you're you decentralized know? now and again to use that as an example if i was to mm -hmm. approach tim with something like that i either need it's going it could be perceived as you're not paying enough attention to your employees and this is what's going on under your nose or Word. you're not paying enough attention and this is what's being allowed to grow or this is yeah. the culture that you're propagating even if that's not what i'm saying yeah it could be interpreted that way because i'm saying i'm unhappy with yeah. the with the culture that I'm next to or mm -hmm. that I'm involved with, you know? Yeah. In the form of like constructive criticism, it's always like, I mean, how many pre the prompts and things do you have to give people to say like, this is, I'm, I want to offer some constructive right. criticism. I totally support what you're doing all this stuff, but here's a right. slight little, 
And instead that's of hard that, to do that, and especially coming from somebody that, like, as an employer, that you pay to do a job, and they're like, "Hey, just shut up and work." Word exactly. So instead of that, you could approach someone like Shane, you know, and be like, yeah. "Shane, this is a concern that I have," and then it's Shane's job and his responsibility as that non-voting board member, as the representation of the employees, to say, "I'm not going to say any names because it doesn't matter." Yeah, but, but I've heard concerns from multiple people, even if it's just one person. Yeah, I've heard concerns about multiple people about this type of culture, this being allowed to happen, yeah. and if there was a shift, you know, there needs to be a shift. Yeah, you know, and it's, if not, then there's. Not yeah. even like a threatening, but there needs to be a shift because people aren't happy about this. Yeah, it also could remove some of the responsibility from the employers of having to do that. You know, you don't yeah. necessarily need to be as involved on a daily basis because if there is something happening, that person going to tell you the next board meeting. Oh yeah, they're yeah, going to yeah, come yeah. up and, and express that to you. So because yeah. they're in the inner circle now, there's you know? less pressure on you, less pressure on your individual employees to report things like that. You know, that's the easier approach, especially if you're seeing. And now I'm just thinking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about That's time theft experiment. or things like that. You know, shit, you're seeing unhealthy oh, behavior un with other employees. I don't want to go to my boss and sell someone out, but I'll tell this person, listen, there's a lot of people fucking around. I just don't I don't like it. I don't see it. Maybe someone should be paying more attention or someone should be checking the time clocks or they should be looking at the cameras or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Interesting. There's shit because you own a business. Yeah, I'm even like, though five huh. years ago you didn't own a business. Yeah. There's shit I'm she like, think huh. about, you know? Oh, yeah, work. Yeah. I'll tell you that for sure. So I think that That's a very because we, interesting we concept. share, obviously, similar concerns about unions, you know? Yeah. I, this sits to me as like a good, a happy medium from a workforce that doesn't necessarily feel like they, or couldn't, let's put it this way, a workforce that couldn't win a union vote to install a union, yeah. but feels like something more needs to be done. This is like a good half measure in there that... We need to have a more active role in the decision-making, but we don't necessarily feel like we need to collectively bargain against you to make sure that we can get all of these things done, you yeah. know? Yeah. I still do wonder, though, at the outsized power that that might actually have. And and, and honestly, and it, it would simply be, it would never be like a mainstream thing when I think about it like that, you know? It's like what happens when, you know, the, the person at the company that has a lot of employees, whatever, and they've had a very long run of successful relationships with their non-voting members of the board and the employees they have a good relationship but the employees are always going to be employees the business is always going to be the business side of it you know there's always that it's, you know how do you get a family-owned business again that'll be a whole nother thing but um i could just see like at some point somebody could have some potential and leadership or be extra charismatic and sociopathic and rise up as some kind of deranged leader and like essentially just through mob rule at that point, because if if the unelected, if the person on the board that's there to represent the employees does not have any actual sway when it comes to like voting and decisions at the company, representation without it's uh, a taxation without representation. Like you're making us work all this shit, and we can't actually have a say in this thing. And then you got a whole other set of problems. That's the concern from the labor unions. It's kind of runaway. This versus, got brought up to me yeah. on breaking points, actually. Okay. Both the segments, the family, the child tax credit, and this were both brought up on breaking points. And I saw a small debate. It was their guest topic where they had someone who was there to talk about the PRO Act and someone to talk about this Rubio, Rubio bill. And that's how I learned about it was from that segment. Um, and I, that was the concern from the labor union. It's like, what's the fucking point? You know, yeah. if they can't do anything, then what is the fucking point? And I think that just to cause just 
but and also think, you see on a but smaller I think level if, when if it could company, work. I think if exactly, I yeah. think if the company is to the point where you're saying, "What's the fucking point?" Then you need a union. But if you're saying this could work, then that works for you. And yeah. so I think that I'm not in favor of the product because I think strengthening the influence of unions is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say there aren't improvements that could be made to union corporate relationships because I think that there are. I don't think the PRO Act is the way to go. I do think the TEAM Act is a, is a great idea. I don't think it, it's the total solution mm-hmm. to workforce business problems, but I think that's a really good half measure for, like I said, companies like Benick. Yeah. Again, Tim and Dan, if you're watching, we are not going to unionize. There is no danger of that. No one's even talking about it, so don't concern <laughs> yourself, nor are we going to pull a TEAM Act on you. But <laughs> for companies like Benick, I think the team act could be a very good thing of or companies like team four. I think that could be a good. I don't want to think thing. about that. Thank you. I just, as a, <laughs> I'm not a union. Yeah, I don't, just what, again, I don't think there's danger in William Wallace sitting in on your board meetings. And I don't saying, think so. This either. is what the seven employees no. are concerned about, no. you know, especially if there's gotta be some, type it's of like, yeah, it's like those between, companies with like 50 to 60 to 75. Yeah, there's gotta be an understanding between the board and that non-voting mm-hmm. member of you can't repeat everything you hear in here because this is a fucking board meeting. It's, yeah. This is the board of directors. You cannot repeat everything that you hear, but your concerns will be directly addressed. And we, anything we can't address right now, we will discuss as a, mm-hmm. a voting board and figure that out. And you'll be involved in the discussions afterwards, you know? To think of re- that discussion, yeah. if a that... requirement to be on the board requires you to sign an NDA. Yes, it's in mm. the it's in the corporate agreement. I don't know about or it's all in that, the LLC but... agreement. Yeah, but see, yeah, see, that's the thing though, because that could go that yeah. could go bad too. Because there's going to be some shit probably that the business also said they don't need to know this, that they actually, the employees really do need to know that, you know? So I don't know about the NDA thing, but I think... And at the end of the day, I think if everybody who's being a part of the company and working and doing this thing is actually doing... If they're not not being pieces of shit, then everything will (laughs) just work out, right? I think so too, yeah. What are laws and regulations other than ways to stop people from going super corrupt and terrible one so maybe this is again in that same instance where you have a family business and then maybe the next generation yeah. takes over and that person starts to kind of be a piece of shit yeah you know it's the role of the monarchy this, dice this that's how a, that works this is a good half measure like yep. listen we didn't do this with your dad because he was mm-hmm. fucking fine and everything was good but yep. you're kind of a bitch and i you know you're fucking us yeah. over and so we think that it's time that we as an employee as a workforce we have decided to create an employer participation program in which we have decided that as is our right under the team act to have a non-voting board member in the room during your board meetings if you don't like that we're going to unionize we are going to do that we're telling you now we can start yellow light yeah we can start here and nothing else needs to happen so long as you quit fucking us over but if you keep boning us we will pull a union vote outside of here and we will fucking unionize yeah i think that that's if this is fifa Without a Russian team, mind you, because they're not allowed to be in FIFA soccer anymore. Uh, no cats. Yellow card. Yeah. You know, that's that's what you get at that point. And it's, yeah. it's like, we're almost a union. We just don't have teeth yet. But don't fuck around because we will ruin your entire career. I mean, that's it's a thing. I, I definitely i have mixed emotions about it, obviously. But but I, I like it way I better than the Pro Act. I'll say that much. Yeah, I think it's very like interesting. It. Yeah. And again... If you're that much of a piece of shit, though, you deserve the union that's going to wreck your life. You know, if you're Chank Uger and your employees are trying to unionize, they're obviously pissed off. You suck. 
You suck. Yeah. I hate. I hate that dude. He's a bad dude. Inexperienced? Not bad, though. I mean, sometimes. As far as the Young Turks go. As far as the Young Turks go. Yeah. Um, so the last little segment that we're going to hit for this fourth portion. Because um, sports, we talked about sports already. The yeah. I'll hit sports while you're, while you're there. Um, yeah. We have, let's see, even look up the dates for us. Uh, March Madness 2022. So the Combine is happening right now. The NFL Combine. We talked about that every year. The NFL Combine, for those of you who don't know, is if you ask Colin Kaepernick, it is akin to a slave auction. But... In reality, the NFL Combine is a place in which college athletes, college football athletes are able to go, are invited, and are able to display their skills for NFL scouts, teams, and the teams are then able to look at their skills, evaluate them, and decide where, who they want to put on their draft board, who they might want to take, things like that. So the NFL draft is coming up soon. I'll look up that one as well. March Madness. Let's see here. March Madness Tournament, Schedule, and Dates. Selection Sunday is March 13th. The first four is March 15th and 16th. The final four is April 2nd. So, first four is March 15th and 16th. Selection Sunday, March 13th. That is for March Madness. Of course, March Madness is the college tournament for basketball. Yeah, so big starts deal. as an enormous bracket. Um, by March 24th and 26th, we will have the Sweet 16 and Elite 8. And the final four is scheduled for April 2nd and 4th. We have lots of good things going on there. It's about the only good thing. Ha- and I'm not even a base or a basketball fan. But, like, what else happens in, like, the February, the January to, like, March, April time? Nothing. Um, nothing happens. It's just basketball. There's a baseball lockout right now, so there's nothing. Did you know about that? No. Yeah. Because um, we're about to hit spring training, right? Or are we in spring training time? It should be spring training. Um, but there's they're locked out. Yes. MLB lockout. What's next for baseball after league cancels first week of 2022 regular season? Yeah, what Major happens? Major League Baseball's owner-initiated lockout has now been taking regular season games off the schedule. On Tuesday, Commissioner Rob Manfred announced the first two series of the season have been canceled after MLB and MLBPA are unable to strike a deal prior to the league's artificial 5 p.m. Eastern time deadline for a new CBA. Today's a sad day. We came to Florida to navigate and negotiate for a fair collective bargaining agreement. Despite meeting daily, there is still significant work to be done. The MLBPA Executive Director Tony Clark said Tuesday, The reason we are not playing is simple. A lockout is the ultimate economic weapon. In a $10 billion industry, the owners have decided to use this weapon against the greatest asset they have, the players. This is the first time games have been lost due to a work stoppage since '95. There are many reasons a deal was not struck in time to save an opening day. Well, let's click on that. Yeah, that's interesting. MLB lockout. They, three they say reasons. two series? Two games. Two, oh, two, two games. series. Yeah, two series, because that's what each series is three games, right? Uh, it depends. You can have two, three, four-game series. Oh but I would. they're probably three games. Baseball, why are you so fucking complicated? 165 games. Uh, three reasons why owners and MLB didn't reach a deal, including long wait for first proposal. This is from CBS. Oh. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred made it good on the league's longstanding threat to cancel regular season games. Let's see. The season will mark, number one, an unnecessary preemptive shot. Let's start from the top. The league didn't have to impose a lockout when it did. When the expiration of the last CBA on December 2nd, the two sides could have continued to operate under the sunset terms of the last CBA while negotiating on the side. The league nevertheless opted for the padlock, citing it as a defense mechanism that they hoped would hasten negotiations and prevent the loss of regular season contests. Obviously, that didn't work. Um, 
number two, playing waiting games. As noted above, the league claimed that the lockout would hasten negotiations. The owners then waited more than six weeks to make their first proposal to the players, eating into valuable time that could have used to present a hundred prevent used to preserve a 162-game regular season and undercutting one of the stated reasons for the lockout in the first place. Mm-hmm. Waiting has become a signature strategy for Manfred's watch, and it seems likely that the league and owners view it as a way to test the union's resolve. The league and players couldn't come to an agreement in 2020, allowing Manfred to unilaterally impose, impose, impose. a 60-game <laughs> season that June. Number three, league's unwillingness to move on big issues. Most coverage of negotiations play up the idea of conceding and meeting in the middle. An honest analysis of the talks between the owners and players would find that the latter camp consistently ceded ground when the former did not. The league's CBT proposals, for instance, would have placed thresholds to $220 million in each of the th- next three seasons, a laughable increase when compared to the revenue gains the league would have experienced with an extended po- expanded postseason, seemingly the league's top priority throughout the negotiations. The players, for their part, requested a CBT threshold beginning at $245 million next season and were willing to give, give the league 12-team postseason that would have created an additional $85 million in revenue in each October. CBT is the the cap. Um, okay. That's how much money you could pay the players. The team the, cap. The, oh, my God. Salary caps? Yes. But another way, a baseball references Sean Foreman did on Twitter, the players were asked for $1 to $2 million more per team per year in minimum salaries, $3 million more per team per year in pre-arbitration bonus pool money, and a CBT threshold that reflected the league's growth in revenues. The owners deemed that too much to give or come close to giving. This is ridiculous. Wow. There's so much money flowing around here. Dude. The fact that the nominal increases are $3 million right? is ridiculous. Like, wait, wait, so, wait. What fucking number? This is governmental, like, numbers yes, going This is, like, 1940s government numbers, bro, yes. and it's happening within professional, a single league right. of a single type of right. professional sports. Fucked. Oh, my God. <laughs> competitive you know competitive balance tax. <sighs> Um, I wonder deals that were wholly unreasonable. Man, competitive I, balance tax. Have you heard of the new Daily Wire sports podcast? No. Okay, it's out now, um, and apparently it's all the it's the sports podcast you want without all the woke sports. Apparently, I don't know. I'm not a sports guy, but okay. I might start listening to it because I wonder if I would imagine they'd be talking I'm about sure. this, right? And I'm like, what? I wonder what kind of perspective they they offer, and I wonder what kind of perspective ESPN is offering. I mean, that that sounds very, I mean, when you're all a bunch of elites arguing about, you know, who's not as rich as the next person, I I always come back to like, I don't really give a shit what you guys are doing, man. There's That's way too much money. Yeah. I don't, those numbers are insane. I don't know what you're talking. You play baseball. This is entertainment dollars, man. This I don't want to know about this, That's so right? Much money. At least in movies, when we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars, there's hundreds, there's thousands and thousands of employees. Yeah, this is professional sports, man. I know the bureaucracy of, behind the sports is big, but there's a lot of, lot of money in there, man. So what am I looking at? So the combine is happening right now. What do I have? I have combine. combine. I meant draft. Yeah, because the draft draft schedule, draft date schedule, TV channel. The combine is happening right now, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, The NFL draft will begin on Thursday, April twenty eighth, and end Saturday, April thirtieth. So, okay, just uh, like two months to the draft. 
Yeah, so like right now, the combine the combine's about to go on. It's happening right now. Right now, Thursday, and then, Friday, and today. Yeah, and so then then there's like a little bit of time for teams to to discuss, Evaluate, and, put together their yeah. draft boards, decide kind of what they're going to yeah, do. There's still some trading and stuff. I don't think that the league. The league schedule has not opened yet. Mm-hmm. There is time before the draft for trading and player acquisitions. Free agency opens up before that. Um, so mm-hmm. some shit to go on. Some stuff to happen. Yeah. Well, snap, crackle, pop. And draft order for round one. Jacksonville, Detroit, Houston, Jets, Giants, Panthers, Giants, pick from Chicago, Falcons, Broncos, Jets, um, Washington football team, which I think their name is going to be the Admirals. Just leave it alone. Um, Wash- Admiral Washingtons. Vikings, Browns, Ravens, Eagles, Eagles, Chargers, Saints, Eagles, Steelers, Pats, Raiders, Cardinals, Cowboys, Bills, Titans, Bucks, Packers, Dolphins, Chiefs, and then um, what? It will be who, who just played? So it will be Cincinnati and then L.A. Mm. Honestly, it sounds like the Eagles had a bad year last year. They got uh, a lot of picks. Eagles made lots of <laughs> trades. Um, so the Eagles like they were had, offloading. Yeah, the Eagles have had lots of picks for a long time. So the 16th pick is from Miami. This or the 15th pick is from Miami. The 16th is from Indianapolis. So they traded Carson Wentz to Indianapolis. So mm-hmm. they got some picks from that. Let's see, I don't know. I have any first round picks. We traded ours to the Jets. The 10th round pick or the 10th pick the Jets have is from to Seattle. To the Jets, man, how desperate were we? That was. First round pick to the um, Jets. What the fuck is his name? Jamal Adams. It's the safety we picked up. Was oh. not worth the the haul that we paid for him. Thought he was going to be at the time. That sound like a good decision. Yeah, I thought he was going to be at the time, but he was not. Oh. Um, you all hyped for nothing. So, yeah, that's that. Game. Um, the last thing that we had was a bill to stop Congress from trading, but we can talk about that next time. Mm-hmm. Don't need to. This is fine. Now we can hear on the sports. Um, next time we will have. We're going to talk about kids. I think so. Um, so we talked about we had the don't say gay bill that we're yes. going to discuss next yeah. episode. There's also that trans bill happening in Texas. So we're going to talk about that. That will be one segment focusing on children. Um, and then we will work the stop Congress from trading stock act in there, even if it's in the grab bag. Yeah, because so I'm sure that. I'm sure Ukraine and Russia will still be uh, probably on still deck be happening. So those things will be going time. on. Is there anything else that you wanted to make sure that got into this episode here? This is about good for this segment. Yeah, I think so. so. I think that's. I think that's about so. it. I think that's four for four, baby. Cool. Well, with that, we'll go ahead and we'll hit the social more time. Yeah. We got a nice closer for us. Fantastic. And I think you'll like it. Comes from I always out, do, baby. Out, of, out of this book here. <laughs> so, um, with the social more time, I want to thank you guys again, everybody. For we go to the YouTube real quick, see if there's any last comments to hit, just to see oh, if we. Yeah, snap, crackle, nope, pop. no problem. Just to see if there's anything that we didn't hit. That's all. Yep. Wherever it is, there it is. There it is. All right, loads of money. Last one. So with that, I want to thank everybody for watching us here. Uh, if you enjoyed this, obviously, like, share it, subscribe, tell all your friends about it, leave some more comments here. Um, we will be, excuse me, we'll hit this now. We'll do a segment that we can put mm-hmm. in the end. Word. These are going to be cut up as segments and yes. released for. We didn't talk about it before. And what do you want? A Monday, Wednesday. Monday, Monday, Wednesday. Monday, Wednesday. Yep. Monday, so Wednesday. Clips these in between. These are going to come out one on Monday, one on Wednesday, one on Monday, one on Wednesday. The following Saturday will be episode one twenty-four. Ooh, that you are going to get a segment every other day. Mm-hmm. So you can also this stream will still be up, so you can go in and watch the whole thing if you want. There's no problem with that. 
Um, it's going to be excellent, but it'll be broken up a little bit easier to consume for people who like smaller podcasts. Mm-hmm. We will still have some clips in between those days. We'll have the beer show yeah. still. We Almost have... six hours is a lot to handle for some people. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're heavyweights. We, we don't have... mind that. But So we have a clip. We have a segment on Monday, a clip on Tuesday, a segment on Wednesday, a live stream on Thursday, a beer show on Friday. This there will multiple be, layers of content. There will either be a clip on Saturday or some type of something. Yep. Sunday is family day for both of us, so you hardly ever get content on Sundays because we're all doing family things. Yep. We're like super dealerships like that, you know? Exactly. Close on Sundays <laughs> for family day. Exactly. So that is how this is going to be released. Let us know what you guys think. Again, I want to thank you one more time for watching us here on YouTube.com slash salt of the streets we have our instagram.com slash salt of the streets patreon.com salt of the streets go there help us make more better content obviously we're facebook fuck facebook.com slash salt of the streets fuck em, fuck em, fuck em. you can find all this on our website at salt of the streets.com as law as well as our personal social media i'm at salt of the street on twitter and at alpaca underscore donovan on instagram and colin is a big bird off on both of those things if you need a haircut in the next couple weeks go to swell blended Get Eric out there. If you need a skateboard, go to the location skate job. If you want to watch some gaming, go to Let's See Kyo on Twitch. Some cakes, leggings, and everything on Instagram for the next couple weeks. Also, the After Dark segment that we will record right after this. It's a Patreon exclusive. That's right. If you want to watch it, you have to subscribe to the Patreon. That's right. Who knows? We might talk about the Stock Act. Who knows what we're going to talk about? We might. You never Who know. Who knows? We might fuck up That's everything right. that I just said and talk about the Stock Act. We don't know. Yeah. So go to the Patreon. Subscribe there. Go to Solitaries.com. Subscribe there. <laughs> I'm excited about it because, like, this is the thing about the After Dark session. The the part five of four, if exactly. you will, depending part five on of four. part five of four. That's what we're calling it. Nobody knows what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So we're going to see where we land and, yeah. you know, we get a little bit more loose in the, loose in the tongue, I believe is yeah. how they say that. Uh, back in the ye old days from, from that time, I'm sure that the quote you're about to read is from. Um, yeah. So, again, I want to remind you guys, beer shows on Friday. You can go there. Beer show came out yesterday for the thaw out. Silver City liked it themselves. We have the review preview that came out on the first of the month for In Order to Live and The Indifferent Stars Above. We have the newsletter that comes out on the last day of the month. Uh, and then clips. We got we everything. It's going God, all the time. Yeah. How do so, we not get paid for this? Tom? <laughs> we do. <laughs> we do a little bit. Okay. So this is a piece from a speech entitled Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death. Ooh. Founding father, Patrick Henry, delivered this rousing speech to encourage the colony of Virginia to send troops to fight in the Revolutionary War. He was successful and in 1784 became the first governor of the new state of Virginia. So, this is from the mouth of Patrick Henry himself. Mm. Um, Let's see, where do I want to start? There is a just God who presides over us, over the destinies of nations, and who will raise up friends to fight our battles for us. The battle, sir, is not strong alone. It is to the vigilant, the active, and the brave. Besides, sir, we have no election. If we were base enough to desire it, it is now too late to retire from the contest. There is no retreat but in submission and in slavery. Our chains are forged. Their clanking may be heard on the plains of Boston. The war is inevitable, and let it come. I repeat it, sir. Let it come. It is in vain, sir, to extenuate the matter. Gentlemen may cry, peace, peace, but there is no peace. The war is actually begun. The next gale that sweeps from the north will bring to our ears the clash of resounding arms. Our brethren are already in the field. Why we stand here idle? What is it that gentlemen wish? What would they have? Is life so dear or peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains or slavery? Forbid it, almighty God. 
I know not what course others may take, but for me, give me liberty or give me death. Can I get a beast? Welcome to the south of the streets, coming at you every week. With this food for thought, hope you're ready to eat everything.